The Seahawks post-game show is brought to you by Beacon Plumbing. Stop freaking, call Beacon. Virginia Mason Franciscan Health, the Seahawks' official medical services provider. And Quantum Fiber, trusted fiber internet partner of the Seattle Seahawks. Once again, here's Michael Bumpus. Seahawks get it done at home here at Lumen, 37 to 27. Geno Smith was 23 of 36 for 296. One touchdown, one interception. He was sacked second time. The run game really got going. 33 carries for 146. Kenneth Walker at 18 for 97 and two touchdowns. And don't forget about Zach Charbonnet, man. He showed a little something, something there. DK Metcalf at six for 112. Kenneth Walker had three receptions for five for 59. Also, Tyler Lockett had a clutch little two-point conversion there at the end. Devin Witherspoon was all over the field. Two passes defending. He had 11 tackles. Jordan Brooks had nine himself. It seemed like they found something on defense that continue to be good against the run. Carolina Panthers only rush for 44 yards on 14 carries. That's 3.1 per carry. We knew that the Carolina Panthers were going to threaten these guys when it comes to passing the ball. Andy Dalton threw the ball 58 times. That is a career high. Still got to fix some things on third down. The Hawks were 3 for 13. The Panthers were 10 for 19. Overall, a good day by the Seattle Seahawks. They found a way to bounce back. Man, we got lots more to do when I get back and get analysis from Brian Walters and Paul Moore. You're going to hear from Pete Carroll as he steps up to the podium. Players as well. Also, we're going to have interviews from Jen Mueller. All that is next right here on the Seahawks Radio Network. You are listening to the Seahawks Post Game Show. I'm Michael Bumpus, joined by Brian Walters and Paul Moore. But now, we're going to the guy who caught all the action, Steve Rabel. And Rabes, I look at this game and I think we saw some things we needed to see, right? The run game finally got going. I like the way Geno bounced back from throwing an interception there. Jake Bobo gets his first touchdown as a pro. Um, it felt good. You can look at Andy Dalton's numbers and say, man, he still threw for 361. We understand the concerns there, but uh, it felt good, man. It really did. And, uh, you know, the, the Panthers were able to punch in a couple of those. They also had to settle for some field goals. Myers, Jason Myers kept us in it through that first half, right? Uh, 12 points, all field goals, kicks five field goals on the day. So Jason did his job. And the, it took till the second half before the Seahawks really got going on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Did some good things in the first half. But, man, turned it up, 25, 25 points for the offense in the second half. They scored. Uh, the defense really tightened up, started to bring the pressure. And even those young guys, and we talked about it here on the air, Bump, the young guys up front, and, and pretty much all of them were by the end of the game for the Seahawks' offensive line, they were starting to wear down the big guys on Carolina, and that's when the Seahawks really got on this rushing game, 146 yards on the ground. A nice job all the way around to win by 10 points. Kenneth Walker had himself a day, uh, but I want to focus on Zach Charbonnet real quick. It always seems like uh, his yardage doesn't match what it looked and felt like when you see him run the football. Um, he got me excited there. There was a stretch in the second half where he had three or four um, consecutive runs. Yeah, I, the same thing. I think the same thing. I'm looking at the the uh, numbers right here. Nine carries for 46 yards. It felt like he had more than that. And the guy he ran over down near the goal line certainly believes he had must have had 1,000 yards today. He got hit so hard. Charbonnet is a treat. He is fun to watch. He can do so many things, catch the ball out of the backfield. He can help the quarterback as a protector in a passing situation. And also, he will run over you. And he's got really good feet for a bigger guy. So he's one to watch. Keep an eye on that. A nice one-two punch between he and Ken Walker. 
All right, Rams, we're going to keep it short and sweet today. You get home to that bride, man. I'm on my way as we speak. Thanks, Bob. All right, take care. We're going to Ken Walker now at the podium. You know, I played in high school, so that's like one of my favorite positions. So I love going out there and being able to catch. When the corner bit up on that, did you know the ball was coming to you at that point? Uh, yeah, so I just kept running and looked up. I was hoping Gino threw it, and he did. So. What was it like hearing from some guys from the 2013 team this week? It was cool. I, uh, I talked to I – don't, I don't know who was in the middle of the huddle, but he pretty much, he was hyping us up yesterday. Um, and then I talked to Baldwin uh, today before the game, and it's cool to have those guys come back and uh, watch us play. It was great. Uh, I love the energy. You know, the 12s always bring energy, and uh, it was a, an exciting. Uh, it was an exciting moment. Ken, how satisfied was it for the offense and defense to play complimentary football? A couple of times they made some stops. You guys took advantage of that. Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> when we play complimentary football, you know, that's what wins games. You know, when offense and defense and special teams playing together, uh, it makes it hard for another team to beat us. So. Big round, the one you bounced outside. Were you past Gino already to see his block, or did you see it? I don't know. I, yeah, I, I didn't see him. I seen Gino over there, but I, I, I wasn't really paying attention. I was just running. Do you, do you hear the reaction of the crowd like, when you make a move like that? Not until after the play. Like, I came on the sideline, I was like, was it loud? But, like, I can't I can't really hear. I kind of, like, blank it out. Kevin, what do you think has made DJ effective in, in the return game the first few weeks of the season? Um, you know, he studies it. He's always in the film room. And uh, he takes it serious. Um, and I feel like DJ just versatile. He can do anything, and uh, he's real reliable. You mentioned getting the run game going. You guys did that with a lot of your starting offensive linemen hurt, and then Damien goes out for all this. What does that say about the line depth? What did you ask? I'm sorry. Offensive line depth, just that you're able to get the run game going with all the guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, we talk about next man up, and, you know, uh, I believe everybody on our offensive line is uh, reliable, and they can plot, you know. So uh, I feel like it's important to have depth like that. The play where you split out, I mean, we see that happen all the time in practice, stuff like that. How many times has Dino actually thrown it to you? Um, don't have much. You know, teams usually, like, back off in the corner, just waits until somebody throw the, uh, until he throws a flat. But this time he kind of bit on the flat and it was open. All right, anything else? Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, that was Kenneth Walker. 97 yards on the ground, 59 receiving, 156 total in two touchdowns he was exciting and he had some uh, a couple plays called back because of penalties man he could have really had a great day what'd you see out of ken walker b you know we talked about it pre-game uh and how important it would be for the hawks to get the running game going this game uh to show especially against the defensive front and the, or the front seven really with the panthers and uh it would have been a, it was a challenge and especially after the last couple games you know the running game it was there but not you know short not a lot of yardage so finally, I mean, they got going. It's so fun to watch him run because you never know what he can. Uh, you know, the play looks like it's tough, and he bounces around, runs zigzag, and you go, no, don't do that. No, uh, 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 okay, all right, you're good. And as he get, breaks free for nine yards. So he's just an exciting player. And then, then you have him running. Then you have Charbonnet coming in and delivering the punch. You got the elusive Kenneth Walker and then Zach Charbonnet just trying to run people over, and it's a good one-two punch. And I'm glad to see that they got let loose today. So, Paul? Do I get a comment on K9? You can say whatever you want to, OG. No, it, was, it was a really good game by him. And not, not just in the, in the running game, but in the passing game as well. He had that one big, long play down the sideline and um, really complete. I, you know, look, to have three backup offensive linemen to go against, I thought, a really good front seven, uh, a team that dominated defensively their first two games. 
Um, we, we played so well in the second half. I think Gino was 11 for 12 for 13 in the second half. We were talking about going in, into halftime. He was 11 for 23. We, we rarely see him under 50% completion. He ended up with 63%. That was a heck of a second half. But it really started with them getting the, the tight ends involved in the second half and then the running game just committing to it. And then they, started, they got into a rhythm for the first time in the running game where you go, okay, that we're going to get some big plays out of this. And, and we didn't see a lot of yards uh, where we were coming up second 11, second and 12. You know, we're just always in manageable situations. So uh, a lot of good things in, in this game. Got all that going with a young offensive line as well. Let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks radio network. Seahawks football all season long on KIRO Seattle. KIRO FM HD2 Tacoma, Seattle. All right, we are just getting started. We're going to break all this stuff down. More interviews to come. All that is next. The Seahawks get it done at home 37-27. Let's go to Pete Carroll Live. He's at the podium. He's feeling the 12s. God, dog, what a great... What a great impact they had on this game. They, these guys had eight false starts in this game. And that, that ain't, that's not us. We had them do that. That's, they, can't get, they can't get coordinated because of the noise. And uh, what a great factor. It felt like the, what it feels like to be here at, at, at Lumen. And uh, uh, that was a thrill. It was a thrill for our young guys who hadn't, hadn't heard it like that, hadn't felt it like that. And they understand why we talk so much about it and why it's such a factor in, in all of that. So anyway, uh, Really, we got to give a lot of credit to our fans being part of this game, just like they've been in the past. That was really obvious today. Um, what I liked about this game, coming off of last game as well, is, is playing 60 minutes of football. Um, you know, to play all the way through the end, both sides of the ball, playing, playing, winning football. Offense scored 25 points in the second half. I mean, that's huge, and uh, that's execution. Gina was on fire in the second half, and the guys were all making their plays and all of that. Uh, so I, that's the big stuff, you know, finishing really well, playing 60 minutes, and, and this young team understanding what that feels like and what that takes, and, and uh, as well as playing here. Um, the obvious stuff, I mean, you, you can ask all the questions you want to ask, but we were lousy on third down, and we were lousy in the red zone scoring. And uh, we, I don't think we might have scored seven times in the game, but we all the field goals, you know, Jason Myers has, has a record day because we can't get our first downs. We have to convert on third down down there, and we got to just capsule, capture the, the, the opportunity of the drive. It's, it can't get any more obvious than that. So that's where we're focusing. That's what we have to continue to. It's carrying over a little bit. We've seen this for a couple of weeks. It's not good enough. And, and so uh, we're going to need that to really get better. And so we, we, we already have uh, ideas. We can't wait to get back to work at it. But um, uh, Another note about this game with the guys that were hurt all week long that couldn't play, that were able to get to game day and answer the call, um, Dixie, uh, Julian Love, uh, DK, uh, Jay Reed. You know, those guys didn't get much work at all, and, and uh, they, they just would not play. And so they made it through their injuries and, and, uh, and sucked it up, and they had, had, all had really solid games for us. It's a great, a great visual for our young guys to understand what it takes. And, and uh, so... Oh, another thing I'd like to mention is that we're, we're, we're getting this running game in order uh, on, on the defensive side. To give them 44 yards a day, that's a team that likes to run the football, and they were determined, wanted to do it, and, and after a while they couldn't. Uh, it's a great job by our guys, and uh, that's, that's just something that we have to hang on to and be part of our team. When we rush for 146 yards, 33 carries, that's the same thing on the other side of the ball. Those are the kinds of things that we have to make staples of our play, and then we can start to find the consistency that we need. So I'm really fired up about this day today. To be able to have that kind of a rushing day, when at one point you had four backup linemen 
in the game for you guys compared to what you started the year with? Know, just the way they played I mean, last week. I know it's such a statement about really about the coaches keeping those guys together and, and getting our, our, our guys that step in to, to play first, you know, front level ball. We didn't run the ball real well at times early. It didn't look like you know it looked like we might be struggling, but. Uh, uh, really, Kenny and, and Zach—they were really on it. They're so different and so uniquely different. Uh, I love seeing Zach show himself today and, and uh, show you how tough he is and, and how explosive he can be. It's a great asset for us, and so um, that was a really good part of our day. You mentioned Jaron not being able to practice much. Just the impact he had, sack and a half. Oh yeah, sack and a half, and but it, when he got it to you know really to ice the game kind of was just big time come through. Um, he, he is such a marvelous uh, return to us, you know, to get him to come back to us. He's such a marvelous factor. Um, you, know, you wouldn't know how much he uh, affects the guys around him uh, with his, his wisdom and his background, but it's his toughness and his resolve. He's, he's unbelievably important to us. And had a great game. I'm sorry. Sure. Brian stopped around 80 false starts. It's yeah, and rushing 146 yards, heck yeah, scoring points at the end of the game, finishing, yeah, it did, and and uh, I'm really pumped about that. The, the first game was such a, uh, it's such an outlier. I can't even imagine how that happened, but uh, to go finish 60 plus minutes last week and to come back again this week, um, that's really a, a big statement for us to build on, and we're going to need it. We're going to need it all the way down, you know, down the schedule, but. Um, it's a young team that's coming together and finding themselves, and we can really make something of that. How did Red Bryant do you get the team fired up yesterday? Red Bryant did great. Yeah, it was a stellar, classic Red Bryant a, a pregame. Uh, I told him, okay, give the pregame speech like you used to, you know, so it didn't take him two seconds to jump into character. How was that having all those guys that the walk It was events? really good. I'm so glad we won a game and, and played a game like that uh, with the fans being part of it and, and coming from behind and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I just... It, it was really a thrilling weekend, way more than I thought it would be. I, I didn't know that it would feel so emotional um, in, in connecting with the guys because there's, they, they love this, their recollection of this time that we spent together, and they've all carried it with them, and it's been a big part of their life, and uh, they deserve to you know, cherish and relish in all of the memories of that, and they are doing that. And so it, it, just, it, it lives on because of that, so it's really special. Speaking of the fans, after that back-to-back false starts, those back-to-back false starts, you turned around and gave a pretty emphatic salute to them, uh, to the crowd. Oh, so obvious. It was so obvious that they were, they were, you know, they were, they were uh, kind of running the show, you know. So we were just playing off them and, and flying with them, and um, that it felt it felt more unique than it's felt recently, and and uh, uh, for for whatever reason. The fact that they responded like that in this early part of this season, and after we screwed it up last the last time we were here, that's where we start moving forward. And I'm hoping that we can continue to to fill them up, and they can fill us up with uh, you know the love they have for the Seahawks. What happened with Draymond Jones? Um, his hip tightened up. Um, I don't know. We don't know the extent of it, but his hip was was got tight. You said it's a young team that's coming together. How much has them trusting each other helped this process? It's, that's the that is what the process is about. It's about learning who you're playing with, understanding what you can count on from the people around you, and then being accountable, and then being that you know, finding your way to performing like we need you to perform because we know you, and uh, that is what's happening. And there's just growth opportunities. That's what I made a big deal about last week because that was such a challenge opportunity to be in. We'll grow with that one. Coming back home and doing it again after we had kind of screwed it up before was a huge growth opportunity for us. And I really feel like we can trust that we understand that you got to play 60 minutes of football and sometimes even more. What do you think of Jake Bobo's touchdown? Loved it.
Loved it. I was so fired up that Jake got, got that. Um, we, we missed some opportunities to him today, but he's going to be a big factor. Um, he, he did some really good things in this game today. I, I couldn't see you know, how intricate it was at the back line, but I'm sure he did it perfectly. It's just, he would figure out how to, how to get inbounds. It was a great little play, great call, uh, great play, um, throw by G, and, and also to finish it off like that. That's, that's the kind of stuff he does all the time. Expressed your support or your confidence in Jason after the misses last week. Oh, I love, yeah, I, yeah. What a great, what a great bounce back. Yeah, I mean he's a great player, and that was something else. This, this was, this was him. What did you think of Witherspoon's day? And what did they tell you about the DPI that they called? Oh man, that was a huge call in this game, wasn't it? I mean, it was such a crucial time, and they thought that he grabbed his jersey. You know, if they see any grab at all, they have the, the right to call it. That's kind of how they kind of defined it, and that's what the guy said he, he saw. Um, so, you know, good call on his part if that's what happened. Um, I thought Spoon had a terrific game today. You can see him. He's all over the place. He, he, he factors into the game by being around the football to make the wins. And, he, you know, you're not going to stop them all. But he stopped a bunch today, had a couple uh, pass breakups, and I think 11 tackles we, we saw, you know, right off the top. So uh, he's, he's big time, yeah. The two-point conversion, did that uh, bring back? Holy cow. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't see it very well. But I, did Tyler make it look like he, the ball wasn't coming? Yes. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. That's amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was a thrill. Does it remind you of Luke Wilson's a little bit? It had, it had a little bit of that in it. Yeah, and just lucking out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Luke. Um, uh, yeah, he got hit in the shin and uh, he had an old injury there, so it just act, it aggravated him enough that we had to hold him out. And Trey Brown, what, what happened? Concussion. So what did you think? That, I mean, Jackson kind of going in for oh, Mike, did great. I mean, he, he just tapped a couple of balls down. So classy, you know, in the way he played a couple of them. Um, that we're lucky. We're lucky that we have that kind of depth. And uh, we'll, we'll come back. We're going to get a bunch of guys back next week. It's going to be really exciting to see these guys come back to us. So um, Jamal will be playing. Tariq has a great chance to come back. Um, there'll be some other guys that show up. The, the offensive, uh, it would be... Um, Charles, you know, has a real chance next week, so we'll see how that works out. Their touchdown was that just kind of miscommunication. Yeah, we screwed it up. We busted it. We busted the coverage. Sorry if you answered this, but 146 yards rushing with four backup linemen. Yeah, thrilled about that. The commitment to it. You could see our style, you know, from from our two guys. They're, like I said, Craig, that you know they're much different, uniquely different, you know. But man, they both got explosions in them, and. and uh, uh, the physical run that you see Zach make again—that's kind of how we've already learned about him you know, to be. And so when it happens again, man, he just reinforces it. Uh, I'm really fired up about those two guys, and, and uh, that's the kind of day. It's the right numbers. We, we completed—I don't know how many, 23 something passes or something like that. We ran for—we ran 33 times. You know, that's those numbers really—they stand for consistency. And so that's what we're going to you know, we try to stay with it. Anything else? Thank you. That's your head coach, Pete Carroll, man. He was just as excited as the 12s were today, Moyer. We were sitting in the booth just listening and feeling the electricity that was at Lumina Day. Yeah, it's always loud uh, in this stadium. It's always loud. But when they start getting uh, in a frenzy, it's it's a, a new kind of loud. And there was eight false starts, but there also was an illegal procedure. There was nine penalties because of the crowd. And so, uh, I don't know, there was some talk about, oh, they're not that loud anymore. Well... Yeah, they are, and and when they really want to, they're you know they're they're the best in the in the business. So got to give them something to be loud about. 
I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, look, the Ram game, obviously, was a really bad second half. We were three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. It's hard to get too, too jacked up there. But uh, they're, they're back, and, you know, the schedule plays out well for us. We've got a bunch of road games that we're going to have to take care of business. But as you mentioned, we're going to get healthy. And, uh, we, you know, I'm, I'm expecting four to one, four and one when we come back. All right, we're going back to the podium. we got Jay Reed. Had himself a day. Defense is starting to, after that first game, just start taking some steps in the right direction the last couple of games. Um, I definitely think we are taking the steps in the right direction. But, you know, uh, we can't get replacing. You know, we got to stay hungry. We got to stay practicing hard. We got to stay executing our plays and playing as one on defense. What does that mean to the uh, 12th man today? Oh, man, that was amazing. They were loud. I think we had uh, how many onside penalties today? Eight? Eight. Eight. And that's a lot. That says a lot to the Twelves. Uh, we need more of that each and every home game. We want it even louder. The sack dancer was Michael Bennett on the other <laughs> Oh yeah, that was a shout out to my to my vets. You know, my OGs of the game. I thought it was only right, and I was thinking the whole day today, if I was to get a second, I do it. How am I gonna look? Because I really didn't practice it. So I mean, I, I really didn't expect to get a second, but I got it, and I just said, you know, if it, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> How was that having all those guys around this weekend? Oh, man, it was great. You know, just to get to look at those guys and to see how when they came back together, it was like they never left each other. You know, the camaraderie they had, the togetherness. And, um, you know, Big Red, Red Bryant, you know, gave a speech to us uh, after the practice, after the walkthrough yesterday. And I, I was ready to play yesterday off the speech. It was crazy. Like, I can only imagine – you know, being in that defensive huddle, being in that locker room before in the game, you know, with those group of guys and how they were ready to go out there and play. Jerem, why do you think the run defense has been as solid as it has been these first three weeks? Um, I just think it takes all 11 on defense. Um, Coach Herbert trusting us to play hard-nosed, play hard-nosed football. We know last year that was a point of emphasis, and this year it was a point of emphasis. And, um, you know, we just want to play together. We just want to play as hard as we can and just to have a complete game, period, not just in the run and the pass game as well. Last couple of weeks, the pass rushes uh, sort of startled this week. Came alive. What changed? I'm just holding on. Just holding on. Uh, just to keep going, no matter what happens. You know, we have a great group of guys that work very hard, and we work hard together. You know, we got to keep on going. We got to build off this. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was Mr. Jay Reed. He had seven tackles, a sack and a half, one TFL, and one pass defended. Today's game is presented by Coca-Cola. Don't miss your chance to pick up your Seahawks Coke and chicken buckets at your local Albertsons or Safeway today. Enter to win free groceries for a decade. Coca-Cola, proud partner of your Seattle Seahawks. When we return, more analysis, more interviews. That is next right here on the Seahawks Radio Network. Let's hear from QB1, Geno Smith right now. He's at the podium. Man, it's awesome to have those two guys. I mean, just to see them run, just to see Zach finish runs. And, I mean, he's out there, you know, just running guys over. And then Ken's out there, you know, just, you know, juking guys and making guys miss left and right. And I'm having to go out there and make blocks for him. Uh, it, it's super fun just to have guys like that. And, obviously, it starts with the O-line and the way that they block, um, you know, getting up to the second level. But to have two runners that are, you know, equally uh, dynamic and explosive, man, it's just it's, it's great for our offense and our team. You know how disruptive it can be as a quarterback when the crowd is as loud as it was. What was your opinion of the crowd today? 
Yeah, I think the the 12th man, man, they got us a win today. You know, you can tell uh, just from watching them out there, um, the the offense, they can't hear a thing. I think they had like eight or ten uh, pre-snap penalties, and uh, you can you can put that right on our crowd. I think we have the best fans in the world. Uh, just uh, tremendous the way that they showed up for us today and always. You know, they're always here for us, and uh, we want to continue to give them things to get uh, get rowdy about because it makes it hard on the opposing offense. But, um, you know, yeah, the 12th man was, was real today, and I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Oh uh, uh, man, it was great. Um, just having those guys here, uh, especially on Saturday, uh, having uh, you know Big Red give us a speech. Man, uh, you can see how passionate he is, and you can see how much he meant uh, you know to the city and how much the city means to him. But you know, having all those guys, and they always come around. But just to see more of them and to see them hanging out together, uh, that was pretty cool. And uh, you know, we definitely wanted to get a win for him today. We wore the jerseys for him today, and uh, you know, it was great to have them here. What did you see on that play and how often when he's out split out like that, is he the one who ends up open or is it usually the guy in the fly? Yeah, uh, usually, uh, you know, that's, you know, just going through progression there, but kind of saw the, the corner uh, getting a little nosy, uh, was, you know, probably trying to rob the uh, the out that was coming. And, you know, Ken did a great job at, at, you know, really running on his route. You know, they don't always get the ball in that situation, uh, but they got to be ready. And he was ready for it and uh, just kind of saw the corner, you know, getting jumpy out there and, and gave him a shot. And, you know, Ken's the guy who we always want to get the ball to. So it was, it was a really good play, and I thought we needed it in that moment. So it was good. Were you asked about the two-point play already? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was fun. It was a great, great, great. Uh, you know, obviously have that happen, and you know, it was good for good for the team at that point. All right, thank you. All right, guys, thank you. That was Geno Smith. Our quarterback review is brought to you by T-Mobile, exclusive wireless partner of the Seattle Seahawks. All right, lots more to do, more to talk about. Big win for your Seahawks, man. We got Paul Moyer, we got Brian Walters. We're gonna holler at them next. That's coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network. You're listening to the post game show. Michael Bombas with Brian Walters and Paul Moya. Seahawks get it done 37 20 at home. Today, Pete Carroll tied Mike Holmgren for 15th place on the NFL's all time winning his coaches list with 174 of them things, Moya. Pretty good coach, huh? Not bad. I mean, man. look, he, he's a Hall of Famer. You know, you, you go back and just look at the career period, you know, from college to the pros and. I mean, just you know, we've had what one or two seasons, you know, losing seasons, and uh, it's just always competitive. You know, last year, you know, to to make the playoffs and be as young as we are now, moving forward, it's going to be exciting. I mean, look, it's hard to win the NFL. I don't care who you play, and it's really hard when you got so many backups, is it like we did? Um, some people are going to dog our secondary or the passing defense and all that stuff. Like they threw it fifty-eight times. Man. They averaged five point five yards per attempt. You'll take that. All day long. Every day. Um, they had, you know, he completed 58% of his passes. In the NFL, if you can keep a quarterback completing under 60%, that's usually a win. What, what hurt us more than, obviously, the third downs, there, the ball was in the air a bunch. We, there were some times we could have just got it one or two of those, you know, from an interception standpoint. It would have felt a lot better. But I, I, the impressive part of this third game in a row where we're dominating on run defense, we're holding their running backs under three yards per carry, and that's pretty good. I mean, Dalton had the – I think he averaged 5.5 yards on some scrambles. You take him out with just the running backs, we hold him again under three yards per carry. So some really good things there. We get Woolen back probably next week. Maybe we get Jamal Adams. 
you know, cross, um, you know, I think, you know, Colby Bryant, we'll see how that goes to, you know, get him healthy, you know, so we had a love was banged up and he played, you know, so there's a warrior there too. Witherspoon is coming on. I mean, he's going to be a playmaker. Now we start playing wool and Witherspoon on those sides, play a little tighter underneath, uh, let our guys, I, you know, I, you hear me, I, I always say jump the routes early, jump mm-hmm. them, make the quarterback have to pull the ball down. And and that buys time for your rush to get there too, so. Uh, but overall, I thought it was a really good performance. You take away the one bust we had on that forty-eight yard touchdown on third and ten. Yeah, you know, we we played pretty good defense today. Um, Pete Carroll says Jamal will play next week, so that's going to be fun to see. Yes, it will. Can't wait to see that. Some uh, juice. B, B, when you look at this game, uh, we had DK with one hundred and twelve yards, his first one hundred yard game of the season. Tyler Lockett had a couple of drops, but came through clutch with a two point conversion there. You got Jake Bobo with his first receiving touchdown as a pro man talk about that pass game and what you saw yeah i thought uh gino uh really turned it around in the second half and um you know you have to do that i mean that, that's incredible to go 12 for 13 in the second half from what 11 for 23 in the first mm-hmm. half um and so so you got to put that on gino i'm um, c- congrats shout out jake bobo congrats on your first career yeah. touchdown uh that's awesome i i never would have thought uh, no, no knock on him at the beginning of the year that Jake Bobo would have the first receiving touchdown by a rookie, right? right? You know, <laughs> uh, so that's pretty cool. What a catch! He showed his length, his his span, and then field awareness at the same time coming down, getting two feet in. Uh, that was impressive. You know, this team offensively, uh, you look at their drives. I mean, first half they were four for six scoring drives. Let me hop in there, B. Yep. We got uh, Jordan Brooks at the podium now. Three straight weeks now, the run defense has been. Keeping teams in check, how big is that for what you guys want to do as a defense? That's huge. Moving forward, um, I think I told y'all last time, uh, that was the biggest emphasis for uh, the defensive side of the ball this offseason was we got to stop the run. Um, we thought, you know, last year's performance as far as stopping the run was embarrassing and not the standard that's been upheld here. And so that's been the emphasis, and I think we've gotten better each week. And so we just want to keep rolling and, and keep that mentality as far as stopping the run. Why has it been working? Um, <clears throat> like I said, I mean, I think you get what you emphasize. Um, and then just having a better understanding of how we want to attack the opposing offices as far as stopping the run. I think last year we were just a little bit discombobulated, um, not everybody being bought in. And um, I think it's been the exact opposite of that this year. And so I'm just proud of the guys and um, – Front seven, especially of uh, accomplishing that thus far. How great was that atmosphere? Oh, it was crazy. I think they had eight false starts today, so I got to give it to the twelves, man. They they showed up and showed out today. Um, sometimes it, it might give me a little rattle. Can't hear what Bobby's saying in the huddle, but uh, I'll take that any day. Eight false starts. What's the record? Eleven. So we need to break that next home game. But uh, it was great to hear them cheering today. What's Jerry brought to this defense? Man, toughness, um, uh, just a dog mentality. Um, and then that, that was another reason, like having that type of guy, you know, he was he was here, he was here my uh, my first two years and then went off the last year and then that was a big piece that was missing. But I think the toughness and his mentality as far as just playing ball, period. And um, I think he definitely is, you know, the forefront of stopping that deep uh, – Excuse me, the um, the running game right now. That, when he's, when that line is tough in front of you, is that infectious in terms of toughness, <coughs> mentality, to spread through the whole defense? 
Oh, yeah, because Jay Reed will let you know about it. You know, if, if you feel like you're not playing up to your standard, um, he'll let you know about it. And he did that today. You know, he felt like we could have we could have been more dominant and we could have. And so, um, you know, him just be leading by example and also being a vocal leader uh, helps us tremendously. You said that during the game or afterwards? This is during the game when we, you know, when you see us on the sidelines, defense huddling up. I think we had like a... I, th- I don't remember what point of the game it was, but at some point he came up and like, hey, we got to do better, you know? We got to do better. We got to we gotta stuff them, keep them stuffed. Don't let them get nothing. And I think everybody bought into that, and uh, we went out there and performed. How about these first three games for you coming out the injury? How has it felt, and what does it mean to you to do what you've done so far? Oh, man, I'm just I'm thankful. Yeah, you see this shirt right here, Jesus saves. He saves, man. Uh, he saved me. And so I'm just I, I got to give God his credit uh, just to be out there playing. Um, people don't realize, like, you know, the, the, the experts or whatever, whatever they say, you know, gave you this time limit. But God gave me a different time limit. And um, he blessed me to go out there and be out there with these guys right now. And I'm just humbled and thankful uh, to be out there playing with them right now. Are you going through something today? Take your back or something in the third quarter? Yeah, we, we had a little friendly fire. Uh, Mike Jack need me in my back, oh, so okay. I'll get him back at practice. <laughs> I'll how was it having all the 2013 team around this weekend, walk through and all that? Oh, that's big. I mean, anytime those guys are in town, um, you know, it's just it's inspirational, you know, what those guys accomplished when they were here. Um, Shoot, I don't think it could be ever be done again. It's defensively, you know, we obviously want to shoot for that. But what they did was special. And just to see them, they actually came and talked to us a little bit in practice uh, yesterday um, and just feeling that energy and just seeing, you know, those guys together. Um, for, for myself, I thought that was very inspirational. Sounds like you'll get Jamal back uh, next week. What's that going to mean? Everything. Everything, man. Uh, I'm so happy for that guy. Like y'all know, me and him, rehab together over the offseason in Dallas. And, man, I've seen him every step of the way, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so I'm his number one supporter, man. I can't wait for him to get back out there. I was telling him at the end of the game, man, it's time now, you know, it's time. And so um, I'm just excited for him to get out there um, and be on the field after missing a whole year. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. That was Jordan Brooks, man, talking about getting Jamal back. Let's check in on some of these guys, man. Trey Brown left the game with a concussion. Daryl Taylor left the game with a leg injury. Draymond Jones left with a hip. We had Damian Lewis um, left with a hand injury, but then he came back. Anthony Bradford twisted his ankle a little bit, but he stayed in the game. That's just what it is. This is the NFL. I mean, guys are not healthy right now. You're going to tweak some things. But you lose one, you gain one. It's going to be nice to have Jamal back next week. I think, you know, hopefully it sounds like Cross would be back too, uh, which will be helpful. I mean, you know, Cross is, is, you know, you don't have to worry about the left side there, you know, and with, with helping or sliding your, your uh, offensive line that way. Yeah, I just think it, it's a testament to the depth that we have now. I mean, it's, it's is a really we, – we talked about how young and deep this team is. Uh, you know, we need guys to, to really play at a Pro Bowl level as well, your good ones. Um, but, you know, to see what we've done with our offense, I mean, to have over 400 yards of offense, uh, to go 12 for 13 in the second half in the passing game, uh, two sacks versus a team that came into the game with eight sacks, uh, and they're relentless. So, you know, after a while you start going, yeah, maybe we're pretty good. 
You know, we just played a really bad half against the Rams. Mm. You know, we had the lead there. Just they had one bad half in, in three games. Um, we get healthy, healthy. I, I'm, I'm excited to see Witherspoon and Woolen together because uh, now I think you can really do some fun stuff. And you throw in Adams, you know, just bring in that juice. I like that word anyways. Uh, this, this, this has a chance to be a, a, a much better defense than we've seen over the last couple of years. I'm excited to see how they're going to use the three safeties. Uh, finally, you know, we get it, we get to see this with uh, Julian Love and and then uh, Jamal Adams coming in and, and Diggs in the back. So uh, next week could bring a lot of uh, you know different looks that we we haven't seen. And then this the the depth of the secondary is already already showing um, with all these injuries. You know, Trey Brown going down. Mike Jackson came in and and, and stepped up. You know, I thought he played really well. Got his hands on a couple balls. Um, and then, uh, you know, offense, I was, I was making a point earlier that, you know, when you go four for six in scoring drives in the first half, you know, they're field goals. Um, so you want to punch those in and then you go four for five in the second half in scoring drives. So you scored on eight out of 11 drives. You put points on the board That's pretty good. and that is, that is, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that all day long. And, and just, you know, again, the, t- uh, the Seahawks uh, talking about a Pete Carroll coach team. Um, you know, go in at halftime losing for the second week in a row and come out and just, you know, dominate the second half. And you, you can't ask for anything more than that but to finish. I like the way you dress that up because during the game you take all those field goals. You're like, man, we got to put, you know, put seven on the board. But then when you break it down like that, it makes complete sense. I feel more better. Thank you for that one there. Say 12s, get ready to bring the noise. Cheer on the Seahawks as they take on the Arizona Cardinals. Sunday, October 22nd is going to be another exciting showdown at Lumen Field. So don't miss out. Get your tickets now at Seahawks.com slash tickets. When we return, we'll hear from DK Metcalf at the podium. That's next. Seahawks win 37-27. Carolina changed some defenders on the run. Here's a second down and 10 from the 41. Gino again from the shotgun. Blitz coming. Slant inside. Caught by Metcalf. He's got a first down. He's got more. He's broken one. He broke two. He's down inside the 20-yard line. Give me DK Metcalf with bad ribs. I'll take him all day. He picks up 22 and a first down. 110 left to play in the half. DK had himself a day, six receptions for a buck 12. He's at the podium now. What do you think changed in the second half for you guys finishing those drives and three touchdowns after? Um, Pete uh, talked to us at halftime and said we just got to go out there and finish it because last time we were here, um, you know, with the Rams and, the, you know, the, the half that we put out um, left a bad taste in our mouth. So we don't want to, you know, go out there and be uh, repeat offenders. So, um, I mean, we just started to execute, um, you know, the plays Shane called and just started to make the plays when they came to us. Uh, I mean, 11 false starts. Uh, I mean, just shout out to them. They they came ready, um, and they definitely helped us win this game. So let's touch down. Did you get a good look at that? Oh, yeah. yeah. What you think? I mean, I'll be watching it and trying to replicate it uh, one day, but, you know, Bobo's a hell of a player. Uh, always works hard, comes to practice, you know, does everything the right way. So, um, you know, it was only right that he got his first touchdown. So congratulations to him. What did you think of the running game, second half, the way they got going? What, what does that do for you guys as an offense when they're when Zach and Ken are going? Right. I mean, it just opens up everything, uh, the play pass, and then just the pass in general because uh, the defense is not just, you know, barreling down, uh, you know, they're looking for the run, basically. Uh, so it's easier for us to pass, and, you know, it's easier for the O-line to block uh, guys who aren't just barreling down their throat every play. Zach, Zach's finish on that run? Yeah, I mean, he laid the guy out like he was on defense. So uh, he's a hard runner, though. This week challenging for you? Uh, no, sir. In what aspect? I'm sorry. Just coming back after the hit last week and, and making it through the week and not having maybe as much practice. No, you should ch- probably check on the other guy. I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. 
Appreciate it. That was DeKalen, if y'all didn't know. DK Metcalf had himself there. He got the party going. Actually, the biggest play to start the game was, I believe, a curl um, in the first drive, first or second drive. And it felt like he was due for a big game. He's a tough dude, right? Had a rib injury last week, came back from that, showed up today. I like what DK was doing there, B-Walt. Yeah, you know, six for eight or with, uh, you know, six catches with eight targets, 112 yards, um, and playing through an injury uh, is the most impressive part. We saw him get hit last week, and that looks painful. You know, as a receiver, you get sandwiched right there in the ribs. It's tough. It's tough to, uh, you know, your core is so important for to you as a wide receiver. You know, everything's adjusting the ball uh, – adjusting to the ball so uh when when you see dk out there looking as good as he did uh it's really impressive um i i did i love the repertoire in his routes you know you just mentioned it the the first uh his first big play was that you know set up long long stopping route uh over the middle where dk just kind of finds the open zone about 15 20 yards down the field and curls around and and he's able to uh get the nice pass from gino but um you're not just seeing deep balls you're not just seeing that uh, you're seeing a little of everything from him. So I, I like what we're seeing from DK. Yeah, and it, and it creates opportunities for Geno. I mean, we talked about it at halftime. You know, DK had 95 yards, you know, at the half, and now all of a sudden he's got all the attention. And last week they were over the top of him a lot. It freed up, you know, Tyler Lockett at the end of the game for the game-winning touchdown. So now going to the second half, we talked about the tight ends. Let's get them involved because last game they had nine catches. Boom, they come out that first two drives, and it's tight end, tight end, tight end. Now it just now everything's open. Where, where do you want to go? I got tight ends running down seams with our mis, mismatches. Um, Bobo gets involved for a touchdown. A running game all of a sudden starts kicking in. And at the same time, you can't, you can never completely leave DK. You just can't. I mean, that's just too big of a mismatch. A six foot three, four guy versus small corner. So I don't know. The offense feels pretty good. We, we keep giving Gino time. T- Gino can pick people apart. You know who talked about the tight ends getting involved at halftime? Who's that? You. Oh, me. You know who had an article talking about if the tight ends get involved, the offense will open up? You. Me. Yeah. <laughs> we might know a little something, something, man. Hey, <laughs> the Panthers were flagged for eight false start penalties. That is the most by any NFL team since the 2011 Bears 12s. You guys showed up today. Hey, when we come back, we're going to hear interviews from Mafe and Jake Bobo with Jen Mueller. That is next. The Hawks get it done, 37-27. On second down and goal now from the five. Play fake. Gino's going to throw back in the end zone. Reaching up, making the catch. Is it a touchdown? It is a touchdown. Seahawks. We're still waiting. Yes! Touchdown, Seahawks! Jake Bobo, a high throw, back line of the end zone. It took the official forever. And he dragged that toenail in from five yards, his first career touchdown. Jake Bobo in the back of the end zone. Congratulations, the rookie free agent out of UCLA. And the Seahawks make it 35-20. to and all but the nail in the coffin against the Carolina Panthers here. The call of the game is brought to you by Beacon Plum and Stop Freaking Call Beacon. Jake Bobo is live with Jim Mueller. Jake, I don't know. I had to look at the, the replay. I had to hold my breath. I was waiting for the officials to call it. Did you know you had the touchdown? Wait, no, you were waiting too? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope that was in. Kind of just throw the feet down. Um, was looking at 
my guys for a reaction. Hopefully, you know, they were telling me I was in. They didn't know either. Um, yeah, but it was good. It was cool. D. Lou said he picked you up. Do you remember that part of the celebration? Uh, yes. I think I, I may have blacked out a little bit, um, but when a guy that strong tosses you about 20 feet up in the air, you We saw you so much in the preseason. This week we hear Pete say that they need more of you. <laughs> to have that kind of confidence, though, from your teammates and your coach, that has to help you settle in, doesn't it? Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's huge. Um, yeah, for him to say that, uh, for Gino to, to say some of the things he says. Um, but for me, it's just finding ways to contribute. Um, that's kind of all I wanted to do. The first three weeks is just find a role, play it. Um, today, you know, my role was catching that ball, and, you know, I was happy to play it. You have a very different perspective on this offense as it is your first year in Shane's scheme, but the different types of play calls that we said, the variety, yeah. what does it take to be able to execute some of those plays we saw? Um, yeah, I would say it's tough, but, we, I mean, we wreck it so much during the week. Um, Shane, the whoa, staff, whoa. Does, a, does a great job. Uh, does a great that guy does a great job um, of making sure we're prepared. Coach Lau, the receivers coach, does a great job, um, kind of drilling it into us. All right, this is what we're going to run this week against this scheme. Um, and this week is, uh, you know, they threw a lot on the table. We got it done. Uh, came out with a W. Lastly, I know that you're busy when the defense is on the field, but what about the way the defense played and the crowd got into it that hyped the offense today? Uh, I mean, when your defense is playing like that, Coach Carroll said, I think we allowed just four yards on the ground. Um, that is huge um, it, it, as an offense to know that you know that's run on the field after you is, is awesome it's a huge co confidence booster um, and then the 12s and that crowd I've never really been a part of anything like that before um, they have a reputation they upheld that reputation um, so it's really cool to be a part of no doubt. there you go a, t a catch last week a touchdown this week it seems bump like we're building towards something big with Bobo huh <laughs> I feel you, Jen. Bobo's getting in the zone, man. We saw what he did during preseason, so we know that there's potential there. And the knockabout preseason is guys are going to say, oh, it's only preseason. You're not going up against the real dogs out there. So to see him come out and get a touchdown here, it's got to be validating for him, Moya. Yeah, I think he's a threat, though, in that, the red zone anyways. I mean, we should be using him. Because uh, one reason why you put a wide receiver in there, they'll, they'll usually match up with a package on that, right? Well, who's he going to go up against? He's going to go up a little tiny guy. You know, usually a corner or a nickel. Those guys usually aren't the tallest guys in that league. You know, whereas tight ends, you know, a lot of times you get a, a linebacker. You have maybe you get a mismatch because of quickness, but not, not necessarily height. And on that one, that was a great throw, great feet. Um, I think we all well, – we, I know we all like him. They, they, he's on this team for a reason. We'll see what happens when, when D. Eskridge comes back, if he's still in the, the, the main mix, you know, of those four wide receivers. But he gives something that you cannot teach, and that's height. Mm-hmm. It really was the uh, the perfect uh, way to use him right there. You, you know, have Gino just throw it to that crossbar uh, and find Boba right in the back of the end zone, a little delayed, almost like he is kind of nodding over the linebacker to get into that soft area. And, uh, I mean, he, he showed why he is on this team. He showed why he dominated the preseason. And, uh, you know, you just have to expect things like this every week from him. Now he's getting his playing time. He's out there on the field. Um, now you just want to see him keep building, keep building on that and keep getting better. And he's on every special teams. Let's not forget that. He's out yep. there covering every kick and he's blocking for every kick return and, and punt return and all that. So he, he's doing it all right now. I love to see him out there. Boye Mafe also showed why he's on this team. He's standing by with Jamila. 
Boy, certainly we are going to talk about the pass rush, but before we get there, how much credit does coverage get today and just the back end of that defense? I mean, it's all of it. It's pass rush and coverage together. You know, without them, we can't do our job. And, not, you know, we work hand in hand. And honestly, I felt like today that we had, we were working together. And it just honestly, you see the energy, you see the help that we were giving to each other. I know you weren't playing last week, but the difference in the pass rush unit in general. Is this about the time you expected everybody to come together and figure out how to play complimentary up front? Honestly, that's one of the things that, you know, we've been working on all year. You know, it's going to be continue to go better, even stronger. That communication, understanding how to rush together, how to rush off of each other, and understanding what we can use our tools for, you know, our advantages. You knew early in the week, or early enough, I should say, that Dalton was going to get the start. How did that change and maybe force you guys to pivot what the game plan was? I mean, for us, we understand you prepare for every situation. You know, no matter what's going on, you have to understand that things happen. It's a game of football. You never know what's going to happen. So when that happened for us, it was just, okay, we go on to the next game plan and we continue on. How loud were the 12s today? They were amazing. I, I mean, they're ill to none. I, like, the 12s, they help us out as much. So, like, it's a real thing. They are our 12th man in the field, causing all those false starts for us today, helping us out so many times in situations, going from third and four to third and nine. That's, that's a dream. That's lovely. You know, so those things that we love to see and love to, you know, all our fan bases is just, it's always perfect. Well, and they were pretty fired up to see members of that Super Bowl team. What have you taken away from any of those guys who came back for this weekend? I mean, we always can learn from them. There's a lot of great people that played in that team and then they're always around and always helping us out and even in my game as a young player I'm understanding and using them as you know help to make sure that I can make my game even better all right boy Mafe getting to Andy Dalton today bump we'll get that back to you thanks Jen boy Mafe doing his thing wasn't here last week had two quarterback hits today we love to see it Say 12s, get geared up. Find the perfect fit for game day and any other day of the week at the Seahawks Pro Shop. From throwback jerseys to the latest sideline collections, there are plenty of options for the whole family. Stock up at the Seahawks Pro Shop and at the Ritten Landing, Lumenfield, or online now at Seahawks.com. When we return, more interviews from Jim Miller with Damian Lewis and Jason Myers. That is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Seahawks, get it done at home. Damian Lewis left the game but came back. He's standing by with Jen Mueller. There's so many good things to talk about with this offense today. I know there's been an emphasis in getting more consistency in the run game. How did you see that play out today? Uh, you know, we played at a high level today. You know, a lot of guys, you know, stepping up. And, you know, they contribute to the offense. And, you know, we don't blink. And them young guys, they stepping up like that. So we got to continue, you know, build from that and just pound in the run game, help Gino in the pass game, continue, you know, be a great dummy O-line. When you see Zach and Ken running over and running through guys, how does that fire up the sidelines or the offensive line? Yeah, I know that fire us up. You know, I don't know that you saw the play when he ran the guy over. The whole line ran down there and went crazy. We thought he scored, but that fired the whole sideline up. Everybody was hype for that. You mentioned this is a team that doesn't quit. Look, we have seen this team weather some injuries the last couple of weeks. The fact that Shane had so many creative plays and different play calls on Ken's touchdown run in the third quarter, I think it was, what does that say about the confidence level of this offense? And this offense is like the best. You know, if you want me to tell you, this offense is one of the best. And, you know, you get credit to Coach Shane and the coach under him. You know, they doing a great job upstairs and putting us in the right place for to make the right, you know, catches on the ball and decisions with the run game. 
You know what I saw today that I don't think I've ever seen before? I saw you huddle up the O-line, and I don't know if you were reading the riot act, I don't know what you were doing. What was that conversation about? Uh, nah, you know, somebody stepping up, you know, bringing the leadership out there and getting the guys routed up, and you know, it's time to put on and just go out there and play. You know, we won. Coach wanted more Bobo, you get more Bobo in the touchdown. Did you celebrate with him? Oh yeah, I picked him up, you know, I picked him up. I'm happy for him, you know, great competitor. He come out there and compete every day in practice. And, you know, he's got a first touchdown. I'm happy for him. Lastly, how grateful are you that you are not dealing with the crowd noise of the 12s on offense? Ooh, 12 showed up today. I'm so grateful for that. And, you know, that band in that stadium, I don't know that you know or not. It had me a little second too, but, you know, 12, they were, they were, they were ready today. They were ready. Yeah, and so was this offense to match him. Bump, we'll get that back to you. Thanks, Jen. Damian Lewis stepping up. You love to hear it and see it. Let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks radio network. Seahawks football all season long on KIRO Seattle. KIRO FM HD2 Tacoma, Seattle. All right, let's go back to the locker room. Jen standing by with kicker Jason Myers. Jason, I know you can hear the 12s when we are on the sidelines together. How much more did they dial up their game today? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's always crazy loud here. You know, everyone knows that. But and they were on it today. I don't know if it was having the uh, that old team in, in town or what it was. But um, I mean, I couldn't even talk to the guys on the sideline. It was so loud. So, yeah, they, they did an incredible job. When it comes to you, did you change anything from last week to this week? Anything in the way that you kick or mechanics? Uh, I mean, I'm always working. Uh, sometimes I kind of look for stuff too much, um, but yeah, I'm always always working, always trying to get better. So uh, I got you know some people that I trust. So it's kind of worked through some things, and uh, it's kind of got back to who I am. With the way that things were playing out early on, did you feel any pressure knowing that not only were you going to have to hit those kicks, but they might keep calling on you for more? Uh, no, I mean, I really have a good mindset of trying to just go one for one, make whatever that kick is in front of me my best kick. So, um, you know, good or bad, I have a two minute uh, kind of rule in my head that, you know, it's right after two minutes, back to it. You never know what's going to happen. So, um, you know, that's just kind of the mindset I take. Well, and you barely had time today. Five field goals and extra points. Are you going to have to ice your leg more than usual? <laughs> no, I love kicking, so uh, I kick all day, so it's fun. It's fun for me. You know, I should have looked this up, Bump, before we get this back to you. Do you know how many kicks you've made before in a game? Is this the most? Uh, here, maybe. Yeah. Uh, when I was with the Jets, I had seven field goals. Um, it was actually the same kind of setup. They brought their Super Bowl team back on that day, so it was kind of funny, but yep. All right, well, Jason Myers getting the Seahawks going, and, and they uh, don't look back. We get that back to you, Bump. Thank you, Jen. That actually is the most field goals he's ever made for the Seahawks, though. He's got, what, seven, our producer says, with the New York Jets. Seven in one game. Seven. That's how good the Jets were. They're kicking all them field goals. You know what? They would love that right now. They would love it. Man, they are. You see the video of the the Jets fan getting so angry that his teeth fell out? No, but uh, there there was some stuff at the end of the game that was going on with the Jets, and then I guess they, one of their guys threw Mac Jones down, and everybody's calling how bad it was. Just it's turning ugly in New York. I'm okay. glad I'm glad we're Hawk fans. I blame Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, totally. It's his fault. I, I agree. All right, make let's, make it happen. Let's get out of here, huh?
Coming up next, we got game MVP in the Giants preview. That is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. (laughs) (laughs) Good game by the Seahawks, defeating the Carolina Panthers 37-27. It's time now for the player of the game. The player of the game is powered Mm. by the Kia Telluride X Pro. Kia, official partner of the Seattle Seahawks. All right, man. Is this our second show, post-game show, where it's just us three? Second, no. second time at home. Yeah, because last time Not I had to be the tiebreaker. Yeah, I had to be the tiebreaker one I time. I think we had Big Ray, the, the opener. Did we? we had a preseason game. Oh, okay. Was yeah, it was preseason. You're right. You're right. Yeah. All right, so am I going to have to be the tiebreaker? Or are you guys going to agree? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's uh, there's obviously some pretty good performances. Um, Witherspoon was targeted, I, I just saw, 11 times, gave up three catches, 19 yards, two passes defensed, and led the team in tackles with 11. Um, you know, I think, I, I think K nine obviously was the spark. I, I want to go with Jaron Reed so bad on this mm. because I, I, from the very beginning and particularly in the running game, what he did to get, you know, really to get into their backfield and be able to push guys sideways as well and be able to work down the line. They had three quarterback hits. Um, actually I don't even have his whole stats on here. He had three quarter. They have one and a half sack. Um, yeah, one just, and a half. He just, um, you know, he talked about it that, hey, they may have been 30th last year in run defense. That ain't happening this year. And he made that statement before the season started. And this is now three games in a row where, you know, we've kept these guys right around three yards or less per carry uh, in the running. I'm talking about the running backs for sure. So I'm going to go with Jaron Reed just because sometimes these guys just don't get the love they deserve. Right. Um, and I thought he was uh, he was really spectacular today. Well, I'm going to go with uh, the guy who, who deserves the love that he's going to get. Does that, does that make sense? I think it did. Sure. Um, uh, K-9. Uh, really, this should go to the running backs, but I'm not going to do that because you guys will get all over me for that. So I'll go. K-9 just, I mean, he, he had some runs today that, you know, he'd make Chris Berman proud. A lot of whoops in there. You know, whoop, whoop. Well, he'd bounce those outside and, and just turn – you know, from first touch or making a guy's miss to into nine, ten yard gains. And what I also loved about him and why um, I, I chose to uh, I chose him is he got involved in the receiving game as yeah, well. You he know, he did. made some a big right catch. Now. That big catch that was a big catch in third uh, in the third quarter. You know, when they were were up, you know, fifteen, twelve or something, and and to extend that, to have that what thirty six yard catch, I believe, or um, to have that was a crucial time where he break free. And so he's just showing his versatility there. And, and then, but you know, that one, two punch of Zach Charbonnet and, and uh, K nine is going to be something special, something to reckon with. Yeah. yeah. I mean, K, I mean K, you know, K nine had 159 yards, 156. 56 total offense. I mean, again, uh, I, I'm not even going to fight you on it. I just thought yeah. Jaron had a, a really good game. And at halftime, I wrote down the good and I had three, I, you know, I had Jaron Reed, I had K nine, I had Witherspoon, you know, and, and look, Gino was brilliant in the second half. You guys, I mean, again, 12 for 13. I mean, that that's, that's pretty good. So um, some good performances today. All right. I got to pick one of them. I'm going to go with K nine, but I do like the Jay Reed pick. I think he set the tone early. I think he made like the first big play on defense, getting after the quarterback, sitting him on his wallet, as Rables would say. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with uh, I'm going with K9, man. I think he deserves it. All right, say 12s. Now's your chance to weigh in. Follow the Seahawks on Twitter and Instagram to vote for Kia's Electric Player of the Game. All right, today's final score: 37 Panthers, 27. 
You've been listening to the Seahawks Radio Network. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible. Scoreboards by Curtis Rogers. Production assistant is Chauncey Sanders. Studio coordinators, Brady Robing and Max Strobel. Pre-game engineer is Brennan Rogers. And on-site engineer is Zach Davies. Executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network is Nasha Chobie. The Seahawks hit the road for a showdown next week with the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. Pre-game begins at 3 p.m. on the Seahawks Radio Network. For our Seattle stations, we have another hour of Hog Talk, but if you are leaving us, thanks for listening. For Paul Moyer and Brian Walters, I'm Michael Bumby. Seahawks win 37-27 over the Panthers. Talk to you guys next week. This is, is Hawk Talk Postgame, a joint presentation of Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM and Seattle Sports. Brought to you by Muckleshoot Casino, Top Fitness, and your local carrier heating and air conditioning dealer. Hawk Talk. We are here, still here at Lumen. I'm Michael Bumpus with Brian Walters and Paul Moore. The Hawks get it done 37 to 27, and it was a great atmosphere the 12s were loud the game was close for a while the hawks go in at halftime they come out they look stronger and better geno smith was 23 of 36 269 one touchdown and one interception but you know a guy that stood out to us i think all three of us is devin witherspoon he looks like he is a professional football player now all those guys deserve to be out there or they would not be out there but some guys just look ahead of the curb and I look at Devin Witherspoon Moyer, and that's what I think. Well, he's he's always around coverage. You know, there's time. Look, he's a rookie. He's going to get beat on things. Uh, you know, he'll learn how to play things even better, but he's tough. I mean, he's a very good tackler. You know, he made that big hit on their sideline uh, on that one play. He had 11 targets, only three receptions for 19 yards. I mean, that's pretty good. We, we get Woolen in there, and um, – and there's just something he's just he's athletic and he's fast and so even if maybe he's not in perfect technique you know he has that ability to still close and be tight with guys so he makes the quarterback have to throw perfect passes and he's just going to keep getting better man we just got to keep him i gotta i gotta do a shout a long time uh listener of ours uh, uh lg happy birthday um they uh probably spearheaded us on this thing the, the win but uh just wanted to throw that out because uh, it was a big win today yeah, watching Witherspoon out there. I mean, he is—he's quick, he's fast, and you—you can—you can see his football IQ. That's my favorite part. He, you know, he, yeah. he's up there. Uh, saw him a couple times at the line of scrimmage, and he's the one making the calls, making the checks, and he's, you can tell his communication is is far past that rookie level. The way he's communicating with everyone else, uh, and you know, that was week one was kind of an issue we had uh, was communication on the back end with some routes and stuff, and you can see Witherspoon in there just talking with guys pre-snap and, and noticing things. And, and that's that's huge for a rookie, especially for him to be making those calls. Um, and he's just going to get better. Um, that, that's just an impressive stat line, having the three catches on him for with 11 targets or something like that. And he had 11 tackles today. Was, I know. He led, led the team <laughs> led the attack. Team. You don't see corners do that very often, particularly with only three catches. Exactly. You know? So he's yeah. he's involved in a running game, which is the big reason why they drafted him when he when he did. I mean, he's he's a tough guy. But let me ask you this, guys. You get Weatherspoon now. He's starting to get comfortable. I mean, the guy hadn't played all preseason. And, you know, he's already in, in pretty top form. You get Woolen back next week. Who's your nickel? Mm. I, I know Trey Colby. Brown is gone. Col- Kobe's banged well, up. I forgot about Trey got a concussion today. I forgot. Julian. I mean, well, here's the thing. Artie. Jamal Adams is going to be back. Yeah. So we expect him to play on the back end. Do you move Julian to that spot? Because he's played nickel before. But Artie looked all right today, too. 
I look, it's a good problem to have. Um, but go ahead. What's your oh, thoughts? Oh, I just think, I think they're it's going to be per matchup. You know, who who's this third receiver coming in? Is it going to be a big tight end who's split out and they want to run nickel? And then you can put a safety on him. You can put a guy like, uh, you know, Julian Love or something. But uh, if it's a, they you know, the scouting reports and all that say, hey, this receiver's, you know, shifty and little and stuff, let's get Kobe Bryant on him. I think they have so many options that they can kind of game plan based on who it's going to be. Not necessarily just say, hey, you're our nickel this game. You're guarding whoever is that, that third receiver for him. Right, so Andy Dalton. 361 yards, 58 pass attempts, which Moyer pointed out. Do we ignore that and say, well, you know, he threw the ball so many times, you're going to get some yards, or do you still feel like there are some uh, some concerns on that back end? Look, I, mean, I think you need to tighten things up. Look, third down. I mean, third down, this is, again, it, that that's the issue. I mean, we got to get off the field. we got to tighten things up a little bit. But I, I, I'll use the passing game today. I, you know, we, we had the one bus, that 48-yard touchdown. Other than that, I thought we played pretty good. Um, but I, I, the, my analogy or, or example is, how do you think we played the run versus the Rams? Pretty good. They ran it 40 times right. for 92 yards. They threw the ball 58 times today. And what the, what was their net yards? Oh, they didn't have 361. They had 334. So they averaged 5.5 yards per attempt. If you go into a game, you always have, you know, you know, KPs that you're looking at or measurements going into a game and run game. If we can hold these guys in third down and, and pass completions. And if you go into a game and you hold the team to 5.5 yards per attempt, <laughs> you're going that's a win uh now you need some turnovers to make that more impactful right and you know the third down thing just extends plays and so the, why did they have 58 uh attempts because we allowed the third down conversions to extend these the play so right. we're, we're doing some really good things in mixed downs we just hasn't turned the page yet on third down yeah i feel it's a uh this the defense was kind of a bend but don't break early in the game they had that one uh, blown coverage um, as we saw but other than that it was just you know they're holding them to field goals which is all you can ask um, uh, and then but Andy Dalton yeah you're right 58 attempts I mean that's he's gonna get his completions he's gonna get his yards um, the best thing about that is they have 14 rushing attempts that means you are playing ahead you are stopping the run they abandoned it they were abandoning the run um, and and so you know you let a three-time pro bowler sit back there I mean he, he's gonna he's he is a good player, so you got to give him some credit. I thought we had some good coverage mm-hmm. um, on a lot of plays. I mean, they were in the right spot. The guys made plays. Uh, you got to expect him to do that. Adam Thielen's a great receiver. He, he showed us that. He, he had 11 catches today, and he's going to get all his targets, so he stepped up. Um, but overall, uh, I just, you know, you can't be disappointed. I, I think the stat is a little skewed. Uh, the amount of yardage per, you know, because of the attempt. So I, I like what I saw and, and some injuries, you know, this secondary is a little beat up right now. And so to have that as, you know, 5.1 per attempt or whatnot, that's uh, it's pretty, pretty good. I take it. Yeah. We saw Trey Brown um, get knocked out the game early with a concussion. Michael Jackson came in. They went after him early, I believe two consecutive plays and then tried him again for a third time. And he was there. The depth is is great at these uh, at, in the secondary. So uh, I'm looking forward to all of that. Reek, when Woolen comes back, mm-hmm. now he hasn't gotten a lot of snaps during the preseason or during the regular season. Um, when you look at that combo of Rico one side and Witherspoon on the other side, I'm thinking just when they're playing to their potential. Like we get a Devin Witherspoon like we saw today, the rest of the year, and we see Tariq play at the level we saw last year. 
That combo looks pretty darn good. Well, now you can start saying, okay, we can start crowding the middle of the field now. And if you truly believe that, you know, we don't have to be over the top all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I don't think we will. I mean, Witherspoon, you know, again, there was one where I thought he, the guy got a step on him. And it may be. The one thing he's got to learn that we talked about is because he is so tight in coverage, um, the receivers are definitely giving the arm extension on him. And he's going to learn how to, how to play that. One, he's either got to act like and and jump back and and show that that was an offensive interference or he's going to have to really fight through that and get into the hip you know he's going to have to work on getting those that hand down too um, but he's he's close in coverage, and we know Woolen's extremely difficult to go over the top on. That they both got to work on double moves. I mean, that's going to be their big thing. Um, but I I think you can leave those two guys out wide, and you can start saying we can drop a safety down, start looking for crossing routes again. Back go back to Legion and boom. I mean, that's what it was. It was you drop backside safety. You were single free. Uh, you know, mostly with with Earl. And you could really crowd the middle of the field and play things tight. And, you know, I think with these two corners, that would be their hope that that's the kind of defense they could play. Yeah, Moyer, I'd agree with you 100%. You can put those guys out there and, and not worry about them. They're on their island out there. You do your thing. My my money is on you are going to win your one-on-one matchup out there. Take the nine other guys and crowd that middle because we know that that has been a little bit of a soft spot for this defense. Um, so having two corners that are, I mean – Pro Bowl level corners. You know, obviously, they have not done that yet, but I think they are Pro Bowl caliber potential corners. Um, on your team is a luxury, and you got to use it. And it, it will go back to the old days where just let them let them press and take away those receivers. So it'll be fun fun to see how they u- utilize those guys. Lockdown corners, man. That's going to be fun to see once we uh, we get everybody all healthy. All right. When we return, we'll hear from Diggs and Charbonnet standing by with Jim Miller. That's next on your home for the Seahawks. Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. This is, is Hawk Talk Postgame, a joint presentation of Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM and Seattle Sports. Welcome back to Hog Talk. We're just getting started. I'm Michael Bums with Paul Moyer and Brian Walters. Now we're going to the locker room. We've got Diggs with Jim Mueller. Quandre, should we give credit to the run defense for holding the Panthers under 50 yards rushing first or for the coverage downfield that forced Andy to throw it more than any other game in his career? No, you always got to get a, the, the, the credit to the guys up front. Um, those guys were amazing today. Stop the run. You get to earn the right to pass, rush the passer, and that's what they did. So um, big ups to those guys. And if we can keep guys under 50 yards every week, then we'll be winning a lot of football games. Well, and when you start to see that pass rush get to him, and again, I think he threw 59 times this game. What does that say? That's big. I mean, that's 59 odds for me to go get an interception that I didn't get today. But um, <laughs> other than that, it's, it's awesome. So um, those guys did a great job up front. Um, we stopped the run, and, you know, you discouraged them to run the ball. They had to throw the ball. Okay, I know Bump's going to correct me on that one because I actually think it was 49, but still, right. that's a lot of passing. Uh, you mentioned the interception. How close were you guys to an interception today? We were close. We had some ops today. Um, didn't get it, but, you know, when they do come, they'll come in bunches. So, you know, we're going to stay patient and let it, let it all work out. On that Carolina touchdown in the first half, I think it was a 47-yarder. I don't know what that play is supposed to look like. What kind of insight can you share? Um, I just think we got to be better all around. Um, I think it was just one of those things where they caught us in a, in a great call and they, they executed like they were supposed to. So we'll get it fixed. Uh, but, you know, you can't blame one single person. 
I'm going to ask you about Devin Witherspoon, who looked like he was in great position on that DPI call that he had. Would you tell him to play any differently? I wouldn't at all. I told the ref the same thing, that he's going to continue to play like that all day. So you're going to have to call it every time. And I think it was a, you know, a kind of bad call. But at the end of the day, we got the dub. And Spoon know he played well. Here's, I'm surprised you could say anything to anyone with as loud as it was out there today. How'd you even manage that? I mean, it was dope. That's what we like, though. I love when the games are like that. Just brings that intensity, and you know, you just get those juices flowing a little bit more. So, um, it was super dope. So, um, I hope the I hope the Twelves continue to bring it like that every week. Twelve, or excuse me, eight false starts caused by those Twelves today. Bump as we get that back to you. Yeah, the Twelves were active, man. And uh, you know, Quandre says, look, I, I agree with him with that Devin Witherspoon uh, defensive pass interference. You don't coach that any differently. I think that maybe the angle that the referee had in that situation made him throw a flag through, like, assuming that something happened that really didn't happen. But, you know, there's going to be some hand fighting and, you know, some not grabbing of the jersey, but you got you to gotta feel where the offense is and where the defense is. To me, that's just route running. That's one-on-one battles right there. You can make that call every single play. Yeah, I looked at Babs after that play, um, and I said, hey, you remember when they uh, had the rule you could challenge pass interference calls? I said, uh -huh. this is the perfect example of this. This is when you'd want to throw that challenge flag on the pass interference call. Um, but, you know, sometimes they don't go your way. I call ref see something different, and in the heat of the moment, I mean, it's it's a fast game. So, um, you know, the call didn't, call didn't go our way, but you wouldn't change anything. You're right. I mean, he's, he's in great coverage. He, he's on him just how you would uh, want him to. So, um, tough, tough break, but like Dig said, got the dub. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that was one where the, the wide receiver pushed on him first. Right. And then he kind of did. You know, it was just, you know, it was back and forth on that. To me, it was no harm, no foul. And it was such a late flag, too. And that's what I think Pete was so upset about. I thought maybe they called holding. Mm -hmm. And that, so I always struggle with, you know, I can't argue with holding at times. I mean, if you grab him, I'm like, okay, it is, it is what it is. But pass interference, that's a different call. And there's times where I'm like, that's not pass interference. You could have said maybe a push, you know, an illegal hit downfield because it's probably more than five yards. But what he, again, Witherspoon's going to learn a lot. I mean, college, you can hit people downfield before the ball's thrown after five yards. He was in such good position because he was right in front of the receiver. And the receiver, they gets a little frustrated, and all of a sudden they push off, and then he pushes, and um, he's just got to learn with that. You know, the Seahawks, you go back to the Legion of Boom, yeah, they'll take that all day. If I can be on coverage like that, I'm going to force that ref to make bad calls or tough calls over and over and over again. And, you know, the odds are going to be in your favor over time. All right, let's go back down to Jen. She's standing by with Charbonnet. Zach, what did you like about the run game today? Yeah, man, I definitely thought we just had a lot of opportunities and we just executed. Um, you know, Ken had a lot of big runs. The line did a great job, so we just executed. And to be able to get some of those early yards, maybe loosen up that defense, because you knew that defense wasn't going to give you guys a lot downfield. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, obviously we know the run game's not going to hit every single time, but, you know, just continuing to trust it and just build upon it. I think that we did a great job of that. I know you like to rip off a long run, but how much do you enjoy running a guy over like you did towards the end zone there at the end of the game? Yeah, I mean, obviously I like finishing in the end zone more, but... You know, I think it was just a great run to just set a statement. What did Pete say about third downs today and some of those opportunities? Yeah, I mean, I think we still need to clean up a lot on offense. Um, didn't do a great job, so we'll just continue to build upon that and just get better. 
the defense had some really big plays. How much do you watch what they're doing and how much does it fire you up? Yeah, it definitely fires them up, fires me up, except especially seeing uh, Witherspoon out there just making a lot of uh, ton of big plays, and then just the twelves getting them to just jump off sides, like I think eight times it was. So it was definitely just a great experience to be a part of. Yeah, and you've talked about the twelves before. Did they in any way exceed expectations today? Yeah, I mean eight, eight offsides is definitely exceeding expectations. All right, go and enjoy this one, Bump. We'll get that back to you. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. That was Zach Charbonnet, nine for forty-six. 5.1 per carry. Had a long of 12, but he had about three or four runs in a row that were really impressive uh, going towards the south end zone, Moya. I didn't hear you. <laughs> Brian. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, just to have two vers- two different running backs that are, are just their skill sets are so different. Uh, when you go from Kenneth Walker, who's, you know, the quick agility, um, agile guy, you know, honestly, you can't. Uh, people just don't seem to be able to get a good hit on him. You know, he's always avoiding. And then there's Charbonnet who's coming in, and he's trying to get the hit on you. <laughs> hmm. And, you know, he's running guys over. So oh, he, yeah. he really had a great game. Uh, that's just the perfect compliment to Kenneth Walker. He is. And, and we actually we saw him get more than, you know, two or three carries today, which was, which was nice because I think the past games, we haven't seen a ton of carries from him. Um, but he went in there, and he, he set the tone. I mean, late in the game, when you have a running back that can come in and just be your bowling ball, and that defense doesn't want any part of you. We were, Bump, you and I were sitting in a, a place, you know, that we don't normally sit, sit in watching, and, and uh, Charbonnet had a run, and we, we, we sat and talked for a second and said, I wonder how good this guy's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then he reeled off three in a row. And <laughs> you said, I think he heard us. Uh, he's going to be really good. And you're right, uh, Walt, he, he really – gives a different look than K-9. Um, K-9, you know, he's jumping in and out. And then Charbonnet, though, actually has really good patience because I was like, what are you doing? Go! But he set up the block perfect. And that was the one that, you know, he got around the edge and, and ran the guy over. So, um, yeah, this is this is what they wanted. And, you know, for those who thought K-9 was, no, we, we drafted him too high. Yeah, forget that. We didn't <laughs> draft him high enough, probably, or the other teams didn't draft him high enough. Yeah, nice combo back there with Ken Walker the third and Zach Charbonnet. They're going to grow and keep developing. I'm excited to see what happens with those two, man. All right, when we come back, we're going to do the highlight recap, some big plays that happened during this game on your home for the Seahawks. Seattle Sports 710 and Kyron News Radio 97.3 FM. This is, is Hawk Talk Postgame, a joint presentation of Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM and Seattle Sports. Talk, talk. We are here at Lumen. We still feel the energy of the 12s. No one's here. You still feel that energy. You feel that, Moyer? They're they're listening. And so, of course, we feel the energy. Yes. You know, this is the reason why I love home game post games is because you get so many people, you know, have left state and are still listening. You know, still people listening. are driving east of the mountains, you know, over down to Portland, up to Vancouver. So, yeah, they're, they're here for us. All right. Well, you're here for me. You know why? Why? Because I need an unsung hero. You got Who it. Who you got? Oh, yeah, I got an easy one. <laughs> let, me, let me look. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> no, I, I actually do have one. You want me to go first? That's why I came to you. Well, normally you don't come to me first. So, man, we must be getting towards the end of the show. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, uh, look, an easy one probably to throw in Bradford, you know, stepped in. He actually got yeah. hurt. I was like, where are we going? It's hard for me because I just wasn't watching him enough. But 
I didn't see a lot of people breaking in. We had, they, we had two sacks. They had eight quarterback kicks hits, I think. But this was a team that had eight sacks coming in into the game. But I'm going to go with Colby Parkinson. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and partly, you know, we talked about at halftime. We got to get the tight ends involved. And, and Noah Fant, you know, had a, a nice game today. I think he was our yeah he was our second leading receiver uh, with uh, five targets, four four receptions. Um, but Colby did some really cool things in the running game. I mean, where he really washed down some guys. He made a couple big catches. He had the one, uh, it would have been, I think he got, you know, the ball he thought was going to get the, uh, deflected, deflected and, yeah. he, and he dropped it. It would have been a huge play at that point. But uh, I just thought the Titans needed to step up in the second half, and they did. So I got to give one of them as my unsung hero. So it's Colby Parkinson. All right. Plus, he's a golfer, man. I follow him now on Instagram. Uh-huh. His swing's gotten pretty good, and his, his wife, I think he's married or his fiance. One, one of two. She she was a golfer in college as well. Yeah. And uh, so, but I saw him out at Pebble, and he was he's, he's for a tall guy, pretty good swing. That's his wife now, though. Yeah, I think it is it's official. Wife. Yeah. Man, I would Solid hate to guy. lose to my wife. Yeah. In I don't, golf, I don't like losing. Oh, I would love. I don't it. like losing a, a Scrabble to my wife. <laughs> oh, I would love to lose in golf. Too. No, you wouldn't. I tell you why. That means that person you're playing with, your wife, that means she's a good golfer, man. I don't want no. You don't want that? Mm-mm. All right, never mind. She talks too much. She'd be on my oh. head. <laughs> Just, right. I let her beat me in tennis like 15 you years ago. Her? I did. Literally let her. Oh, Till this no day, one. she tells people that she beat me in tennis, and I just sit there and take it because I don't want it, you know? But she know. No, I don't, I'm not letting her win, no. but it would be cool if she did. Just think but of the no. vacations you could go on. You could go on ultimate golf vacations with your wife. Just playing all the If I go on vaca- golf vacation. That's what I'm saying. If she was good oh, at golf. He's like, oh she, like, she better not be listening to golf right she now. She goes to the spa. Oh, you go to the spa, I'll go ah, to the course. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, you got B. Oh, unsung hero, huh? Well, first off, I'll throw this out there. We've heard it in every single interview, everything. The 12s came today. Oh, and I want to say I want to say that at halftime, you know, we were out there and, uh, you know, KJ was giving his speech. Man, I mean, it, remi- it was loud. My ears were ringing when I went back inside. So big shout out to the 12s. Every, everything that everyone said about them uh, being there today, they were loud. But I'll go with a, a person now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's a couple that stick out to me. I don't know if we've talked about Jason Myers enough, five for five. No, that's, that's big. A good but point, um, I want to give him a little recognition. But. The punt returner in me. Gosh dang it. Oh, man, I did. You know it. I was going I that took way, it. Man. The punt returner in me wants to pick DJ Dallas. Uh, you know, when you can, you had three punt returns for 41 yards, and that's 41 yards the offense does not have to get. And he had a couple great ones there. He had one where he got hit, and right away, right when he caught it, kind of driven back a little, and then he was able to to race for, you know, 10-plus yards, which is just huge. That's the offense's first first down. So I, I really liked what I saw from DJ back there returning kicks. How did they not call a penalty on that one? I don't know. With the one where they bumped him before he caught the ball. I mean, definitely broke his yeah. – don't they have to give a yard? Uh, yep. I, you know, I should probably know those rules, but – at the very least, he actually got hit, mm-hmm. and then it broke through. I go, these refs today, man. They, they obviously they didn't cost us a game, but there was a, some funky calls. This is what I need from you, B. You do a great job with your unsung heroes and all that, but you always rattle off like three other things. So it's like if you pick the guy I want, I can't even go Myers to, no more because you pretty much gave him to be honest honorable you, mention. I forgot you had to go. Well, I'm going to go Myers anyway. Uh, five for five, especially with the struggles that he had, right? He's missed two already this year. It's, um, you know, 
three, actually. It's like being on the tee box and that driver just ain't working. It's like, all right, here we go. You here know, goes nothing. He could have been – this is just shows how I forget about kickers. He could have been the MVP. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he kicked 15 points. And you go look at our the first drives. Uh, of the eight uh, points scored on both teams, seven of them were field goals from both kickers. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously ours had five. But, uh, yeah, really good game. We needed him. We, look, we need him to be special because the one thing we do is we move the football. And so we're in field goal range often. And so if you got confidence in that, it takes a little pressure on the offense. You love some guarantee points. Yep. Get within, what, the 40 or something like that. You want to guarantee yourself some points. Let's pause 10 seconds to give our Seattle stations a chance to identify themselves here on Hawk Talk. Seahawks football all season long on KIRO Seattle. KIRO FM HD2 Tacoma, Seattle. All right, when we come back, we're going to preview these Giants, man. What to expect from Danny Dimes and the gang? They lost. Did they lose today? Who did they play today? Oh, they lost to the Niners on Thursday. So we'll break them down, man. That's next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and News Radio 97.3 FM. This is, is Hot Talk Postgame, a joint presentation of Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM and Seattle Sports. Hawk Talk is coming to a close. You know how? Because Moyer's packing up his backpack. He says, you guys got it from here. And we'll take it, B. <laughs> we'll take it, Moyer. You know what? Moyer's done so much for us, man, that we'll, we'll, we got to look out for him sometimes. And if he want to go, Moyer can go, man. We got love for the OG. I'm here with you. I just figure we don't need three guys talking about the Giants. The Giants, they're that good. They might, We might need three. All right, you know what? Let me stop that because if they come in and beat us or we over there and they beat us, I'm going to be hot. So let's talk about these Giants real quick. They lost 30-12 to to the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday night football. Hung in there kind of for a little bit at halftime. It was uh, 6-17. to 17. There was no Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones was 22 of 32, 137, and one interception. They just seem like a team uh, that offensively has no identity, especially without Saquon, because typically they want to run that option and run the quarterback. Um, so, you know, I, I expect Daniel Jones to make a couple of plays because he's capable. But um, you feel like this is a game that they should take care of and you feel good about it because you're going to the bye week three and one. Yeah, um, this team <laughs> might have had one of the worst starts in the NFL. I mean, they were outscored 60 to nothing in the first six quarters of their of their of playing. But yet, give them credit. They came back against the Cardinals. That was a good comeback for them. They, re- they needed that. And then again, you know, you played the, the 49ers who are kind of rising above the the pack for in the NFL. So, but I think this team's all about uh, Saquon Barkley. I mean, he's kind of the fear in it. He's the fear in the offense. He's, you know, one of the most talented running backs in this game. And, you know, if he plays, which I don't believe he will think his high ankle sprain is going to keep him out. Um, if he plays, you know, he'll be the, the heart and soul of that, that offense. And, and they'll be giving him the rock as much as he can, as you can, because he's bound to, he's bound to wear you down and, 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 and make some big plays because he is talented. Daniel Jones, you know, I'm not a believer in him. I, I never have been. Um, he's athletic. He can run. Uh, but I just don't see him. If Without Saquon, I can't see him picking apart the Seattle defense. The Giants lost to the Cardinals 31-28. to 28. Oh, my gosh. It's the end of the that show. Was, I'm getting tired. Comeback. I'm getting, like, I'm wait, getting tired. What? They got beat by – then they get by the Cowboys real bad. And Producer's in my ear right now, okay? Let me, let me, correct, let me correct it, okay. okay? Cowboys beat the Giants 40-0. Cardinals 
I'm done. Go ahead, yeah. Moyer. I'm yeah. Done. yeah. Anyways, there. Uh, yeah. What Gump was trying to say, and, and this might be my fault because I was trying to get too much in his ear at the end. It's just a random fact because week one, the Cowboys blow out the Giants 40 to nothing, right? right? Then the Giants come back, beat the Cardinals, and yes. then today the Cardinals beat the Cowboys. Yes. So all that to say, we don't know who's good. No, we're going on the road. The Please, one thing sir. I remember about them was two years ago is that was the time where we – the team started playing a lot of cover two on us, right, and and forcing us to to try and beat them short game and all that stuff. And the Russell, I mean, that's really what kind of changed uh, how teams played us uh, against our offense. They, they were a playoff team last year, so they got players. Um, I'm, I'm hoping Barkley doesn't play. Uh, it, they're all, every game's tough. We we for the Cowboys to lose at Arizona today mm. when they were most people thought oh this is a legit Super Bowl contending team maybe the best team right now now it's Miami here here's a crazy stat there's one undefeated team after 3 weeks in the AFC really Miami Miami one here's another one for you hmm. they could have scored 72 points and had the most points scored in the NFL game today um Coach McDaniels had a chance to kick a field goal. He decided not to get the field goal and take a knee. Classy. The most in NFL history? Yeah. Oh, I think because when you said the most in, in, in the NFL today, I go, wow, was there, <laughs> there was another team that scored over 70? No. Wow, that's really – You that can say said anything NFL you record. want to me right now, and I might believe you because I am delirious. <laughs> Clearly. I've been up since oh, 3 a.m. Oh, you did. You did. You were, uh, you were in Pullman for the game and had that early flight this morning. You yeah, are a hard-working man. I'll give that to I'm you. I'm trying. Trying yeah. to keep it with y'all. Yeah. Trying to get that B-Walt money. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know All right, are we done? That. Yep. Let me talk to our producer. Are we out Big of here, Nat Chobie? Wait, he says wrap it up. We're wrapping this thing up. Today's final score, 37 Panthers, 27. You've been listening to Hot Talk on Seattle Sports 710 and News Radio 97.3 FM. I'd thank the people who make our broadcast possible. Scoreboards by Curtis Rogers. Production assistant is Chauncey Sanders. Studio coordinators Brady Rovick and Max Strobel. Pre-game engineers Ben Rogers. On-site engineer Zach Davies, executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network. You just heard his voice. It's Nasa Chobe. The Seahawks hit the road for a showdown with the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. Pre-game coverage begins at 2 p.m. on our Seattle stations. For Paul Moore and Brian Walters, I'm Michael Bumpus. Hawks get it done 37-27.